China AI number 247. Xiao Ice, a strange species of chatbot by Jeffrey Ding. Greetings from a world where newborn calves are not afraid of tigers. Heading. Feature translation. Xiao Ice Peerless Context. For a long time now, I've been wanting to learn more about Xiao Ice, the chatbot with 10 million active users in China. Back in August 2021, the Washington Post reported, quote, Xiao Ice has grown so popular that she performs 14 human lifetimes worth of interactions each day, said Li Di, CEO of Xiao Ice, which Microsoft spun off in 2020. She's busiest from 11.30 p.m. to 1 a.m., when users unload their day's experiences or grow emotional. Xiao Ice has 10 million active users in China. End quote. How did Xiao Ice get so popular? How did Microsoft create such a public-facing technology product in China, and why did Xiao Ice eventually go independent? What is the future for Xiao Ice in a ChatGPT world? This week's translation is a deep history of Xiao Ice, published in AI Tech Talk, AI, Kezi Pinglun, and authored by Kai Xianchen and Zibo Dong. At this point, I try to read everything that Chen writes. Previous issues translated her long-form reports on the Chinese University of Hong Kong as a cornerstone of China's computer vision scene, China AI No. 201, as well as a history of large models in the Wudeaku neighborhood of Beijing, China AI No. 232. Key takeaways. Up front, I think it's important to underscore what Xiao Ice has achieved to date. Since the launch of Bing in 2009, Microsoft had been fighting for market share in China, investing heavily to compete with local competitors like Baidu. Originally, due to the large differences between Xiao Ice and Microsoft's other product forms, Xiao Ice was a strange species within Microsoft and did not have many fans, Chen and Dong write. But it wasn't until Xiao Ice appeared that everyone was dazzled by a surprise, Microsoft finally made a product that people can use. Before ChatGPT, Xiao Ice was the conversation AI product that ranked highest globally in terms of highest number of dialogue rounds. This is a metric that tracks how long, on average, people are willing to engage in conversation back and forth with chatbots. Xiao Ice's origin story begins in December 2013, when Li Di, the product manager, teams up with Jing Kuen, the technical expert. Li Di's previous position at Microsoft was with Bing Nose, a web queue and a product based on an encyclopedia structure. After doing market research and finding that Bing Nose could not compete with local Chinese products, Li Di came up with the idea of a conversational robot. Xiao Ice's impressive rise was driven in part by some free publicity gained in a dispute with WeChat. The Xiao Ice team bought WeChat accounts on Taobao and disguised Xiao Ice as real humans, eventually infiltrating nearly 1.5 million WeChat group chats. After just three days, WeChat blocked it, which only fed more attention to Xiao Ice. The elephant-sized question that looms large in the room is. How did Xiao Ice miss the wave of large language models? Around 2016, everyone wanted to join Xiao Ice, thinking that it was at the technological frontier. The Google Doc translation includes a fun anecdote about Rui Huasong, who was deciding between a job at Meituan and Xiao Ice, and ended up choosing the latter because her intern said Xiao Ice sounded cooler. The Xiao Ice team focused on cleaning data to overcome the chatbot's shortcomings rather than investing in upgrades to the core technology and algorithms. From the article, one example that fleshes this point out, in 2020, Xiao Ice tried to sell conversation technology to Watson's, Hong Kong healthcare and beauty care chain store, but after using it, Watson's found that Xiao Ice could only chat and could not answer customers' questions about beauty knowledge related to beauty and skin care products sold on Watson's shelves. Next week's issue will translate the second half of this story, 
which covers Xiaois's future in a world of large language models. The first half of the translation already takes up 12 pages on Google Docs, so make sure to dig into the details of the full translation. Xiaois Peerless. Heading. China AI Links Should Read. Putting China's top LLEMS to the test in China Talk, Irene Zhang and Jordan Schneider tested three top Chinese large language models. Moonshot AI's Kimi, Baidu's Ernie 4.0, and Jipu AI's ChatGLM2. It was very cool to see how all three models responded to their array of prompts, which included their responsiveness to tasks typical for an office worker as well as tests of their trustworthiness and sensitivity to political content. Should read. Translation Snapshot. Chinese AI White Papers The Center for Security and Emerging Technology recently released this snapshot of a group of translations of Chinese white papers on the AI industry. This collects seven of their original translations of lengthy reports by think tanks. This is a very important channel for people to get access to primary source documents in this field. Should read. Innovation Job Market Papers 2023 Matt Clancy, publisher of the What's New Under the Sun Substack, collected 43 innovation-related PhD job market papers from 2023. A few topics that caught my eye. Knowledge spillovers of British migration to the US, 1870-1940. Novel methods to track the gender gap in applied STEM fields like computer science and engineering. Should read. The bitter taste of not-too-sweet not-too-sweet is a familiar refrain uttered by Asian Americans to describe desserts. By Jaya Saxena for Eater, this long-form piece was the best thing I read this week. Heading. Thank you for reading and engaging. These are Jeff Ding's, sometimes, weekly translations of Chinese-language musings on AI and related topics. Jeff is an assistant professor of political science at George Washington University. Check out the archive of all past issues here and please subscribe here to support China AI under a Guardian-slash-Wikipedia-style tipping model. Everyone gets the same content, but those who can pay for a subscription will support access for all. Also, listen to narrations of the China AI newsletter in podcast format here. Any suggestions or feedback? Let me know at chinanewsletter at gmail.com or on Twitter at, at jjding99. This article was narrated by Type 3 Audio. It was first published on December 11, 2023. To report an issue or give feedback on this narration, go to t3a.is.